Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome on in on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. We'll catch up with BYU defensive lineman Lorenzo Fawatea on today's podcast. Talk about BYU's defensive line as they look to get ready for the SoFi Hawaii Bowl coming up here in a few weeks. We'll also get some thoughts on the UNLV matchup for BYU basketball as they seek to bounce back from that disappointing loss to the University of Utah tomorrow afternoon against the running Rebels. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies as today's podcast rolls out. Let's get to it. This is Locked on Cougars for December 6th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. If you've been looking for a daily source of all things BYU, well, you've found it. This is a daily podcast, all focused on everything BYU football, basketball, and every other BYU athletic program in their athletic department. So thanks again for joining us. It is available on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, wherever you download your podcast, you can find Locked On Cougars. And I encourage you guys to hit that subscribe or follow button. Also, if you don't mind, give us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the podcast. Now, that, now that's out of the way, let's get to some BYU sports news. Let's start off with BYU basketball. Obviously, they're smarting a bit here as they come off a loss against the University of Utah, and they will be looking to get back into the win column. First opportunity comes tomorrow afternoon here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, where BYU will face off against the UNLV Running Rebels. UNLV, a longtime whack and Mountain West rival of BYU. If you go back to the days of Jimmer, etc., you can remember back. Those were some of the more epic matchups when the UNLV Running Rebels, New Mexico, San Diego State, and the Cougars, and even the Utah Utes to a degree, were just elite basketball programs and absolutely getting it done. Coming into this matchup, BYU and UNLV are not necessarily the most stout of clubs, but they obviously are trying to get back into the win column. Uh, UNLV comes into this game on the heels of a double overtime victory over Fresno State. Donnie Tillman, the former Ute who transferred to UNLV this past offseason, was, ga- was given immediate eligibility by the NCAA. He scored a career-high 28 points in that win over the Bulldogs. So UNLV comes in here on a little bit of a roll. Overall, they're only 4-6 and six on the season. They've got a new coach in TJ Otzelberger. I believe he came over from South Dakota State in the offseason. And this is a UNLV team that they're trying to rebuild UNLV into what it once was. One of the elite national powers under Jerry Tarkanian. It feels like they switch in coaches every few years and then that coach is on his way out because they didn't live up to expectations. I think UNLV needs to kind of rein in those expectations. That's just me, but maybe TJ Olsenberger is the right answer in that regard. But BYU's got their work cut out for him because UNLV, I feel like, has the ability to do what Utah did the other night. BYU jumped out to a big lead early on and then had scoring lulls where they didn't score for significant periods of time. And Utah just kept plodding along 
very consistent, attacking the rim, attacking inside, and they ended up winning that game. I can guarantee just, well, not guarantee, okay, this is just Jake Hatch's guarantee that UNLV is going to look at that film, the look at the other film of BYU's games against like Kansas, Houston, etc., and they're going to expect, you know what, we can get to the rim at will against the Cougars, and that's where we're going to win this game. BYU needs to figure out what's going on with their interior defense. It was the Olay defense against Utah, a lot of guys getting to the rim, uncontested layups, etc. I know BYU is very thin on their front line. We've talked about that throughout the preseason and early on in this season, but the Cougars cannot continue to allow teams to just attack, 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 and just think, you know what, we can make up for this on the other end. You can't. Three-point shooting is great. Don't get me wrong. It's the great equalizer when you don't have the size advantage that most teams would like to have. It helps even the field uh, in I know that BYU's been shooting at a pretty good clip in terms of overall three-pointers this season. I would expect that to continue, but they cannot, they just cannot allow UNLV to attack them on the interior, get to the rim at will, and score baskets. I understand three is more than two, but guess what? Three-pointers miss more often than layups miss. And BYU's got to be aware of that. Let's break down UNLV in terms of personnel a little bit. Guys, you'll want to know the names of. Their leading scorer on the season is Amari Hardy. Uh, He's played 10 games so far this year, averaging 38.2 minutes per game. He plays almost the entirety of these games, and he's averaging 17.7 points on the season, which is a shade over three rebounds and three assists per game. I already mentioned the name of Donnie Tillman, the former Ute. Uh, In terms of 10 games played, he's the second leading scorer for UNLV at 12.6 points per game playing just over 30 minutes a game and adding 5 rebounds and then Elijah Mitru Long if that last name sounds familiar if you're a Utah Jazz fan I get it Nazmi Trulong's younger brother is the second leading scorer on average for UNLV, having played one game less than Donnie Tillman. Uh, Mitru Long, a guard, averaging 12.9 points per game, four rebounds, and just a shade under four assists per game. So this is a very guard-oriented team from UNLV, but a guy like Donnie Tillman, uh, he'll be able to attack inside, and BYU's got to figure things out. Of course, there's the concern, is Yoli Childs going to be available to play against UNLV? If it truly was just cramps that took him out of that game against uh, cramping, not cramps, that took him out of that game against Utah, I would expect to see him on the floor. But it looked like he may have injured his ankle at one point in that game, and I do wonder how serious that might have been and if it might keep him out of this upcoming game tomorrow against UNLV. You hope to have him on the court. There's no doubt about that. Keeping guys like TJ Hawes on the court out of foul trouble will also be an important part of BYU's recipe to win this game against the Rebels. But I think this is a game that's very much... in. A winnable game for the Cougars. UNLV is not necessarily as talented or as deep as they once were, but there's there's still plenty of talent there. UNLV has always been a program. I feel like ever since the days of Tar- Jerry Tarkanian, Tark the Shark, who led them to national glory, they've tried to get back to that national glory. They've always been long on talent. It feels like at UNLV, but short on results. BYU needs to win this game. They can't have a two-game losing streak all of a sudden. They can't allow that Utah game to beat them twice. And hopefully that makes sense to you guys. You can't go and let an opponent think, you know what, we struggled in that game. They've just got to move on from it. you got to let things go. The Utah Jazz right now, to draw a comparison for you guys, 
There's been a lot of talk about their lack of communication. They they have been they haven't been letting themselves when they have a bad possession in a basketball game to move on from it and get ready for the next one. They've been focusing on what went wrong and it's causing them all kinds of issues as they try to get back into the groove of things and play games. BYU can't allow that Utah loss to linger in their linger in their minds. They've got to take care of business tomorrow against the Rebels and hopefully get back into the win column. I'm favoring BYU in this game. I think they have the talent and depth to do it, but they do need to figure out something in terms of that dribble drive penetration and getting to the rim for UNLV to slow them down because if you just keep allowing teams to drive at will to the basket, it's a recipe for losses and a number of them. And I would expect that Mark Pope and his staff are already working on that. They've been working on it, and now it's in, and now it's important for BYU's players to just take on that level of pride and think, you know what? Okay, we may have a bad possession or two in this game, but we can't allow the Utah loss to linger in our minds. We have to move on, get ready for this next game, and just attack it as if it's a brand new effort. Because rivalry games have a way of doing that. They seem to linger with players. It's a hard luck loss at Utah. BYU had their opportunities to win that game up 16 points twice, but they just have to move on now and get ready for UNLV. And it should be a fun event. 1 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV. It is part of season ticket pack if you are a season ticket holder for the Cougars. So get out here and check it out. The Vivint Smart Home Arena, they renovated it, a few, renovated it a few years ago, and it's a great venue to watch basketball. So hopefully we'll see you guys out here. I will be on hand for the game, and I'm excited to take it in and see how the Cougars do. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football here in a minute with Lorenzo Fawatea, BYU defensive lineman, a guy we saw get back on the field against San Diego State. We'll talk a lot about that. We'll talk about that San Diego State loss a lot about what Kairos Tonga has brought to the field for BYU and even his excitement level for going to Hawaii to play in the Hawaii Bowl coming up and we'll also weigh in a little bit on what to expect in terms of the bowl opponent that should be announced this coming Sunday for the Cougars in that game. So we'll get to all of that here in just a minute. Before we do that though, a reminder for you guys that Deseret First Credit Union is the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars. Deseret First Credit Union shares a faith-based bond with all of its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of those individual members. They're asking everybody right now, what is your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save some money and help fund your passion project. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, and with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep even more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinance from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. Think about that. Hundreds of dollars a month right back in your pocket. How awesome would that be? The Deseret First Credit Union Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation whatever stage of life you're in, guys, give them a call. 801-456-7070. That's 801-456-7070. Or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender. 
All right, guys, BYU is continuing their preparations for the SoFi Hawaii Bowl on December 24th. The program's getting practiced three times this week. They have 15 allotted NCAA practices ahead of this bowl game. The majority of BYU's coaching staff has been out recruiting this week, so a lot of the graduate assistants as well as assistants, if they're in town, have been handling practice this week. Kalani Satake's mainly handling most of it as he is the one coach who has not necessarily been on the road this week. He'll be making his in-home home visits as the head coach coming up over the next couple of weeks ahead of the early signing day, which begins, I think it's actually just under two weeks away. So he'll be making those visits over the next week and change, but BYU getting ready for this game and, and talking with some people around this game and people that would know that who BYU is kind of projected to face off against. Let's put it this way. If it's not the university of Hawaii, I will be stunned. I know I've been a big proponent of facing off against the Rainbow Warriors in this game. It would be a game on their home field there at the Aloha Stadium, but I think it's the best case scenario for BYU in my opinion is to face off against the Rainbow Warriors. A pretty proud program with a resurgent season this year. Nick Rolovich, the Mountain West Coach of the Year this year, leading his team to the Pacific Division title in the Mountain West Conference. They face off against uh, Boise State tomorrow in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. I'm expecting the Broncos are going to take care of business against the Rainbow Warriors. And uh, it sounds like on BYU Sports Nation as well today, the bowl um, rep or the bowl manager for the Hawaii Bowl said that if it's not Hawaii, BYU will face most likely an American conference team. And to be honest with you guys, if it's not a Mountain West conference team, I just don't think it has the same pizzazz or the same feel that it would to face off against one of your former conference mates in that game. So everything I'm hearing is it is going to be the University of Hawaii who BYU faces off against. I asked that question to Lorenzo Fawatea, who he preferred to face off against in a wide-ranging conversation I had with him earlier this week. So let's get to that. Here is Lorenzo Fawatea, BYU defensive lineman, with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. You guys limited San Diego State to 13 points. Do you guys feel like you guys accomplished your goals defensively in that game? Um, I'd say, yeah, overall we did. Uh, we did accomplish our goals as a, as a defense. Um, yeah, there were some flaws here and there throughout, throughout the game, but um, overall I thought we did really good. Um, but, yeah, just a little fix-ups that, you know, cause the extra points, the, the touchdown yeah. is that we need to be fixed up and hopefully, you know, next game hold them pointed to zero. But that's our main goal is zero points. Yeah. How frustrating was that? The only touchdown comes in that final drive of that first half. Uh, it was frustrating, but uh, again, you know, like throughout the, throughout that drive, we could have stopped them earlier. You know, that one play didn't you know, define the whole drive. There's other plays throughout that drive that led them down the field that, you know, we, we needed to fix and take care of. But What's it like playing with a guy like Kyrus? Uh, it's good. It's amazing. You know, when, you, when you're playing with a guy like Kyrus, um, that the whole line, they don't know who to double team. Yeah. So, like, so if, if, they, if they wanted to double team Kyrus, then it gives me an opportunity to win my one-on-one. And, you know, so, and to have his role model as a, as a D-line is one of the, the main factors for us. It's is, uh, is great for us because, you know, we need a guy like that. But, He's made no secret of his desire to go to the NFL after this season, potentially. What do you talk to him about with regards to that? Uh, we haven't really like discussed that okay. for the future. We, we always usually just take it uh, game by game, you know, week by week. And um, yeah, it's, he's uh, he's on his own right now. We you know we never really ask him if he's going to go or not with these stays. But if he goes, great. If he stays, it's great. You know, either or, it's good for him. 
We saw you get back on the field finally. What's it like to finally be back out there playing? Uh, I felt good. Uh, kind of lost the feeling for a little bit. Kind of forgot about the speed of the game and how fast it was compared to practice. Mm-hmm. But overall, once I, once I started playing, I got used to it and it felt like I, was, like I wasn't even hurt or injured. So. What is that like? You said catching up to the speed of the game. How quickly does that come back? Uh, for me, it was after a couple plays. Okay. Like, okay, this is this is how it goes. This is what the old line feels, and this is how they're playing. So it came back to me quickly, but I don't know about other people, but, yeah, this is for me. The coaches talk a lot about these extra practices leading up to bowl games as being very beneficial. Do you see the same thing as a player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the coaches believe is what us players have to believe, you know what I mean? Um it's the coach's team. It's the player's team. Mm-hmm. So we're all one team. And whatever the coaches believe, we're behind them 100%. And if, they, if they think it's going to benefit us for the bowl game, then, then it's going to benefit us for the bowl game. So. You're a local product, a kid who grew up in the state, but obviously you're Polynesian. Yeah. How excited are you to go to Hawaii and play in this bowl game? Uh, I'm super excited. I have family out there, so, you know, they don't have the opportunity as I have family down here to watch me play week by week. Mm-hmm. So it would be awesome for me to put on a show for my family out there in Hawaii and just to be in warm weather. <laughs> haven't, haven't spent Christmas. I don't think I've ever spent Christmas away from home. Okay. So, yeah, you know. That'll gonna, be a little different. Yeah, I'm going to be out there an extra day after the game, so it'll be, it'll be good for family. If you had your pick, would you like to face Hawaii in that game, or do you care? Uh, me, personally, I don't care. But okay. playing Hawaii, you know, I know a couple guys on the team would be, honestly, they're a good team this year, and I feel like it'll be a good good match for us. How do you feel, just you this year, progression-wise, how do you feel you've come along? Um, I came along well, you know. felt like I could have done better in certain things mm-hmm. with my, my style of play and all that stuff, but I feel like I've progressed a lot from last season. And uh, just trying to come back from this injury and keep that progression going is, is all I'm trying to do. Do you feel you're more effective in a zero technique, or do you feel you're more effective in maybe a three technique? Uh, personally, three. Okay. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you have a big guy like Kyrus in the middle, you know, like it's kind of, I wouldn't say drop off from him to me, but yeah, it's, I feel like, you know, three being out there is, is beneficial for me, but wherever the coaches put me, I'll play it. All right. Lorenzo, thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. There you go. Lorenzo Fawatea, BYU defensive lineman, and his comments about Kyrus Tongue, I think are pretty enlightening how important Kyrus Tongue has been to BYU's defense. And when talking with people around the program, it's more and more clear that Kyrus Tongue intends, and he made this statement himself, that he intends to enter the NFL draft and go pro after the season concludes here for the Cougars. Uh, he played against San Diego State despite my being told that he would likely not play. We'll see what his status is against Hawaii. But I think that regardless of whatever happens with Kairos, you can tell guys like Lorenzo Falatea are grateful for what he has done for this program, the effort he's put into it, and we'll see what happens with him in the, at the pro level. I'm excited to see him square off against pro athletes if and when that opportunity comes for him. But also for Lorenzo Falatea, I think it's awesome to see him doing what he's doing. He's back on the field finally against San Diego State, and you heard him say he prefers to play that three technique as a true defensive tackle where you line up over the guard versus a nose tackle, which is Kairos Tonga and Lorenzo have played at points this year in that three-man front for BYU. But we'll see what happens with the Cougars as they try to remake themselves on defense this coming offseason. I would expect there are probably some schematic changes coming. Innovation is the name of the game in college football anymore, and we'll see what happens. But I think a guy like Lorenzo Fawatea, Atunai Samahe, 
Bracken Bakri, guys like that, I think as a collective unit can make up for the loss of Kairos Tonga if he does indeed leave for the NFL draft as a group. They won't necessarily be able to replace him individually to a man, but the nice part is you have a lot of talent that has been developed along that defensive line, and you would expect that they should be able to hold up in the absence of a guy like Kairos Tonga. So once again, thanks to Lorenzo Fawatea for joining me here on the podcast. You heard him say it'd be cool to go home and play in front of family in Hawaii, but he's fine doing whatever because he just wants to play another game and I think that's kind of the mindset of most of the players on BYU's roster. Alright, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News next. A big weekend ahead, specifically for the women's volleyball program. They face off in the NCAA tournament this coming weekend. We'll talk about that. Before we get to that though, reminder for you guys that All Guard Pest Control should be your pest control partner wherever you live here along the Wasatch Front. All Guard's been a longtime sponsor here on the podcast. We love having them on board and Seth and his team. They're a local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Regardless of where you live, they want to help you guys out. They offer two unique programs that I absolutely love and I wanted to mention to you here real quick. First, they offer a quarterly pest control program. Well, it'll come out once every three months. Make sure your house has got that barrier up so that way you don't have any creepy crawly things getting into your home. You can have that peace of mind knowing that your home is protected. But they also, if you have just a one-time service need, they'll come out and do that one-time service and not require that you sign a long-term contract with them to require them to come back out on multiple quote-unquote subsequent or follow-up visits. They don't believe in that. That's what I love about this company. They use the safest products in the industry and they also have incredible online reviews. Their online reviews up and down the board. Five stars. Can't recommend this company enough. That type of stuff online and I can't recommend them enough as well. So give them a call. 801-851-1812 or go to All Guard Pest Control Controls.com to learn more about All Guard Pest Control. Tell the tell Seth and his team when you give them that call, Jake Hatch and Locked On Cougar sent you. They'll make sure you're taken care of their big time BYU fans to boot. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or go to allguardpestcontrols.com. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news before we go on today's show. Swimming and diving on the men's and women's side of things are in action this weekend. A select group are in Atlanta, Georgia, the Macaulay Aquatic Center for the Winter Nationals meet, while the rest will be in action today and tomorrow at the Utah Invite for the divers up at the Ute Natatorium up there on the University of Utah campus. So best of luck to the men's and women's swimming and diving programs as they square off. Women's volleyball today opens up the NCAA tournament as they face New Mexico State at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be broadcast on BYU TV. There are two other teams in their pod, the University of Utah as well as Illinois. That match, those two will square off at 4 o'clock Mountain Time at the Smithfield House. There'll be a live stream on the BYU TV app. If you want to watch that, you can go down to the Smithfield House and catch both matches in action the two winners of both of those matches will advance to the round of 32 match tomorrow night at the Smithfield House at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Also scheduled to be broadcast on BYU TV. Um, hopefully BYU faces off against Utah, but they have to win that match today against New Mexico State to do that. Women's basketball is in action tonight. They're in Tempe, Arizona at Wells Fargo Arena as they face off against Arizona State. The Sun Devils, uh, that game will be televised on the Pac-12 networks. Uh, you can get a live stream link online at BYUcougars.com if you want to watch that. And we already mentioned earlier on, BYU men's basketball will be in action against UNLV at 1 o'clock Mountain Time at the Vivint Smart 
Carhartt Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. The game will be televised on BYU TV and, of course, radio call across the BYU Sports Network as well. So would encourage you guys to watch all of that, catch those games in action this weekend. A couple other notes for you before we go today is congratulations to Michaela Coulihan, Elise Flake, and Alyssa Jefferson for receiving All-American honors from the United Soccer Coaches. The association announced earlier this week, actually yesterday, uh, Coulihan and Flake were named to the All-American first team while Jefferson was named to the All-American third team. It is the first time in program history that all three players, or this is the first time in program history that three players from BYU women's soccer have been on the United Soccer Coaches slash NSCAA All-American list in one season. So congratulations to all three of those players. Well-deserved honors for all three of them. And best of luck to them as they look towards next year. And one final note for you is BYU men's volleyball. As the women's volleyball team, their season gets closer to an end. We're hoping they have a nice long run in the NCAA. Double A tournament. The men's side of things, they're going to be starting up play in early January. They were voted as the number three team in the nation according to the AVCA Division 1-2 men's preseason poll the association announced yesterday. BYU had a pretty tough year last year. Had a lot of injuries. 13-12 and overall and a 6-6 six and six record in the MPSF. Hopefully that experience comes back. They stay healthy this year and can make another run under Sean Olmstead. But being ranked number three in the country coming off that type of a season shows the respect that BYU men's volleyball has nationally, and they're going to have everybody paying attention to them as they go on into their upcoming regular season. So congratulations to Sean Olmstead and his team. Only one senior lost to graduation last year, so this team is very much intact for BYU men's volleyball, and they'll be getting ready for another run at a national title once again this coming year. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. I want to thank you guys once again for joining us. It's a blast to do this each and every day. We will be back tomorrow with a postcast edition of whatever happens in the BYU and UNLV uh, basketball game. Obviously, we'll be back next week getting you ready for the BYU bowl game once we know the bowl opponent, all of that. We'll have it all covered for you right here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, Locked On Cougars. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 6th, 2019.